are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. We are a nation that has the highest inflation in over 40 years. Where the stock market just finished the worst first half of a year in more than five decades. We are a nation that has the highest energy cost in its history. And we are no longer energy independent or energy dominant, which we were just two short years ago. We are a nation that is begging Venezuela and Saudi Arabia for oil. We are a nation that surrendered in Afghanistan, leaving behind dead soldiers, American citizens, and $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment in the world. We are a nation that allowed Russia to devastate a country, Ukraine, killing hundreds of thousands of people, and it will only get worse. We are a nation that has weaponized its law enforcement against the opposing political party like never before. We've never seen anything like this. We are a nation that no longer has a free and fair press. Fake news is about all you get. We are a nation where free speech is no longer allowed, where crime is rampant like never before, where the economy has been collapsing, where more people died of COVID in 2021 than in 2020. We are a nation that is allowing Iran to build a massive nuclear weapon and China to use the trillions and trillions of dollars it's taken from the United States to build a military to rival our own. We are a nation that over the past two years is no longer respected or listened to all around the world. And we are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot meet. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and united. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Couldn't be any better of a response to the nonsense that's going on. Man, he's good. Uh, that was a 
truth that went out shortly after or the following morning after the FBI decided to raid Trump's Mar-a-Lago home here in Palm Beach County. Uh, interestingly enough, after people started hearing about the raid down here, you had a large group of people gather on the bridge that is right before Mar-a-Lago there and uh, stand up in support and protest of the FBI going in there and raiding his home. The details are continuously coming out. So uh, what I say right now or what you're hearing this morning, remember how I'm always behind, They more details may have emerged beyond this point. But as far as right now, the FBI was looking for presidential records, uh, including classified documents that they say Trump took after leaving office, uh, leaving the office, according to CNN, which, (laughs) yeah, but that's where we're at. I've seen it in multiple other news sources as well. So uh, I'm sure that that's probably what it's going to be. The warrant was issued, my understanding, because I'm getting local news, that the FBI office out of Miami only was given a 10-minute heads up before the raid. Trump was in New York at the time. He was not given any type of a heads up that they were coming. Not that you would expect them to. I mean, if the FBI is going to go toss your house, I doubt that they're going to give you a heads up so you can go hide anything or uh, do whatever nonsense you need to do. I know Eric Trump was on saying that they didn't even alert uh, any Uh, of his legal counsel, Trump's legal counsel. Uh, Again, you know, I I think procedure for the FBI, and I'm not an FBI agent, but it would seem kind of foolish that if you're going to go raid somebody's home looking for documents or looking for anything, that you're going to give them a warning that you're coming. So that, to me, is a little less surprising um, than them actually raiding uh, his his home while he was in New York. Um, Also, from early reports, it shows that this is not like it's brand new evidence that they did not know that Trump had these documents or they were unaware of it in any way. They were actually working with Trump to get the documents returned to the National Archive. Supposedly, the National Archive wants these things back. They want them back so that they could be properly uh, archived and taken care of and handled correctly. It's just... Look at what we're talking about here. This is where this is where the rubber meets the road. This is the problem we're having. You're sending National Archive documents that could be requested, and if Trump's working with you to get them all back to you, uh, if they're asking for specific items, he's not just going to give you a whole bunch of crap and let you sift through all of his information because he knows that people are looking to find, especially the left, and are looking to find anything that they can to hurt this man. So he's not going to... You know, willfully give you just random documents that he's not sure what's on them that you could easily take it and warp it and uh, take it out of context and use it to your advantage to do something bad to him. He's not going to do that. So I'm sure there's a process here and it got to a point where for harassment purposes, because I see no other reason than for harassment purposes, they decided to send the FBI in there to go and take these documents, which... From my understanding, from what happened and all, like I said, all the local news reports that are coming out here locally, because I'm in Trump's County, okay, is that they took not just the documents they were looking for, they took all kinds of documents, which to me is concerning because I just said they could use those things against him. This is a witch hunt. The FBI has been weaponized. We've been worried about this and seeing this play out over the last few years. 
Uh, it is now in full effect. Never has a former president been harassed the way that Trump is being harassed. This man has been attacked from the go, and it's not stopping. I believe that their intentions, because there is a law, U.S. Code Title uh, 18, Section 2071, that if a president removes any classified documents from the White House, he should be removed from his position and barred from being able to run uh, for any position or office again. That's a sum up of what it says, but that's where it's at. So my guess would be that they're trying to use this in an effort to make it where Trump cannot run in 2024. I don't only think that I've thought that for a while now, and I've expressed that on this program so many times. There's many episodes where I've told you that they're so scared of this guy. They'll do anything that they can to try to get something on him just to stop him from running, because that will put them at ease feeling that number one, they have an opportunity to win. And number two, they know what Trump's about to do when he gets in a white house. So they don't want him there Uh, and they accomplished their goal of screwing this guy because that's what they've been trying to do the entire time. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. If Trump gets into the white house, he's going to do exactly what he did the first time. First time around, he took Obama's agenda and turned it upside down and got rid of everything that Obama had in place and really brought us back. And what's a shame is he, we only had about two solid years of Trump working hard to bring us back. All the prosperity that you saw, how what, how well he turned this country around in that short time was in only a two-year span. We didn't even get four years of this guy because you had COVID, which destroyed the economy as it was intended to. And in the beginning, you even had Republicans fighting against Trump, not wanting to work with him, specifically on things like Obamacare and many other items. And he couldn't get as much done as he would have liked to. This time around, they know what's coming. They know that he's going to reverse every single item that Joe Biden has put in place. He's going to knock it back out. Walls going back up. Uh, yeah, we're going back to be going back to be energy independent. We're going to be making a ton of money again. Inflation's going to come back down. He's going to really get us back into the Trump years where life was good. What the problem for the Democratic Party is at that time? Yes, it messes with their agenda, which is what they're most, uh, will be most upset about. But the American people will see how drastic of a change. We went from a good economy. They're using COVID as the crutch to say, hey, you know, if it wasn't for COVID, Joe Biden would be doing so much better. They're trying to do everything they can to pass blame onto something else. But then they see Joe Biden's policies suck right now. It's not going to get any better. So we're, for the next couple years, going to still be struggling with a piss-poor economy. Then you're going to see this guy come back in, and once again, he's going to turn it upside down, bring everything roaring back. But this time, he should have four years, because I doubt they're going to be able to pull another pandemic off during his next presidency, because he ain't having it. I don't think any of the American people are having it. So unless something that is unforeseen comes out of the woodworks that will do the same thing that COVID did, which is highly unlikely, okay, Um, they're going to see the transition back to this magnificent economy where everybody's got more money in their pockets, where gas prices are low, where energy is abundant, where we're now a major exporter, where the world gets less, uh, it's less worrisome. It gets less rowdy because right now geopolitics are very rowdy. So to get everybody will uh, calm down a little bit because they know 
he's back in charge, which means America's back in charge, which means we're not going to tolerate your nonsense, so you better take it down a notch. We're going to talk about it like adults, and and we're going to work it all out. So where the problem comes in for the Democratic Party is when everybody in America sees that, that's going to expose them on a level they have not seen yet. Because yes, we've been able to expose them throughout the years in different ways uh, and bring a lot of people that are actually you know, paying attention to be uh, aware that w- what the Democratic Party has become, that they have become Marxists, that they have become fascists and they're trying to turn us into it. And we're gaining support because people are waking up. This will be on such a scale that from your person that doesn't know anything about politics to the most advanced, somebody that knows more than you should ever know about one particular subject knows it will expose them to them. And the Democratic Party is scared to death because that means that they have to change their entire strategy. They have to go back into hiding a little bit and they know that, okay, you know, we're done for probably a couple decades until we could try to rise again. This is where this is all going. That is why they continually go after this man and they will not stop until one of two things happen. They're stopped because he wins or they're stopped because they achieve what they want to achieve and he does not make it to the White House for a second round. That's where this all ends at. This is unbelievable. The FBI is a broken institution right now. I don't know what more to say about it. You know, it's a shame. Uh, I'm a firm backer of police officers, and I would like to think that most FBI agents are just there doing their job and trying to do the best that they can. But what screws it up is, like they say, there's always the one that screws it up for everybody. The people on the top tier of the FBI are screwing up the entire organization for everybody. Because, see, it's all-inclusive. When you think FBI, automatically now, you're going to associate anybody that's an FBI agent. You're all part of it, and that's it. When the reality is it's probably those top-tier level people that are forcing officers that probably don't even want to be doing what they're doing into doing it, and then they look like they're part of the problem when real in reality they're just trying to do their job you know, they have no interest in the politics of it. These guys really want to save some cases and change some lives. Uh, but that's just the way the world works. And Trump's a fighter. I don't feel bad for that man because he's a fighter, and I know he's going to fight this to the end. What, you know, some of the other things that piss me off about the whole scenario is, why aren't they raiding Hunter's house? With the evidence that they have from the laptop, I mean, we have all seen it. This guy with prostitutes, with drugs, uh, there was even, you know, pictures of him drawing these very strange pictures like that are, um, they have like a pedophilic uh, feel to them. I mean, why aren't they raiding this guy's house? Or how about Sniffer? You know, why aren't they raiding Sniffer's house? How many videos have you seen of him sniffing children or pinching them inappropriately or biting their friggin' cheeks or sniffing women's hair? Why aren't we raiding his house? You know, how about Hillary Clinton? Yeah, she gets to delete 33,000 emails plus she gets to, what is it? Bleach bit, bit watch, bleach watch, uh, wash, excuse me, her, her hard drives, bat smash them with hammers to make sure the evidence is not there. She doesn't get raided. Here's your two tier justice system in full effect. That's what you're seeing play out here. 
There are one set of rules for the elites, and there are another set of rules for us. Okay, and what makes it worse is there's probably even some subsectors of that which are there. If you're an elite, well, if you're an elite and you're working for the left side then you get even more privileges. But if you're an elite and you're working for the right side, you get some, le- you know, your privileges are lessened. Yeah, it's, it is the most corrupt system at the top of the United States right now that we had ever seen. I think if our, far- our forefathers were around, they'd probably line everybody up and have a firing squad out and call it a day because they would just look at themselves and say that they cannot fix the mess that these people have created over time. You know, I'd like to see some justice sometime in my life, some real justice for people that really do things wrong that we see all the time that have, they pay no price. There's no ramification for their wrongdoings and they always get away with it. All right, China, we're going to go right into China, China's trade. See, these are the dangers of, of the United States always playing with people as much as they do. You, you think Joe Biden <laughs> and he's stupid. Don't get me wrong. But you think that some of the things that he does are they don't have uh, ulterior motives that like when he puts sanctions on Russia yeah, and we kind of warn like uh, if you're making it where they can't pay their bills, it's not that they don't have the money. They can't co- convert the ruble into uh, U.S. dollars to pay their bills. Uh, they're going to need to find a source where they can convert their money and pay it out with the money. Uh, that they're converting it, converting it into. So what you're going to force them to do is make unlikely friendships or align themselves with other people that are like-minded and share their worldview. Well, that's where we're at right now. Uh, China's General Administration of Customs released new data on August 7th showing that Beijing's trade with Moscow has risen by 29% in the first seven months of 2022 compared to the same time frame in 2021. Statistics show that in July, the trade volume between China and Russia came in at $16.79 billion. Among them, China exports to Russia amounted in $6.77 billion, while China imports from Russia amounted to $10.01 billion, both expanding from June. Uh, The Chinese exports to Russia expanded by 5.2% to $36.27 billion, uh, widening the uh, 2.1% during January and June period. China's imports from Russia grew by 48.8% from the year earlier to a staggering $61.44 billion in the first seven months. What is China importing? Well, China, the state customs data further demonstrated that China imported 247 billion yen, or $36.5 billion worth of oil, minerals, and asphalt products from Russia within the first six months of 2022. During the same time period, China exported 77 billion yen, which is $11.4 billion worth of mechanical and electrical products to Russia. Here is your problem. Okay, For all of you climate zealots, That climate is your religion, that is your God, that is what you worship, that you would rather see the earth survive than humanity survive. Here is the biggest problem. Because of the deals and because of the sanctions that Joe Biden has made, China and Russia are now becoming very fast friends. They will always work together, but their trade is getting much, much larger. 
China, who is not interested in your climate change at all, is continuing, if you can't tell, to build coal plants, they're expanding cities, and they are making sure that Russia is producing as much oil as possible, and they are buying it and stocking it up for themselves. Russia, on the other hand, is now buying technology. Russia is going to enhance themselves through technology. China is going to continue to enrich themselves with fossil fuels, making them more dangerous than ever. I mean, we are literally creating monsters here. An additional problem that's being created is that we are losing credibility as the world currency. Now that China is allowing Russia to convert their ruble into yen, and yen is accept, is an acceptable trade to convert into U.S. dollars. Okay, you're going to enrich them further, and the rest of the world is going to see that. Well, if America's going to pull these little tricks where they're not going to uh, allow us to financially exchange our money, well, then we'll just go to China, and China's getting an additional. A plus here because they want to be the world currency. So this is going to help them with that push to take over. China should be a massive concern for anybody in the United States. Hell, anybody in the globe. Because China's push to be in power, they are pushing with everything that they have. And Joe Biden is pushing us right into them. And the Russian-Ukraine war seems very convenient because it's helping this process speed up. There is so much wrong with that war and so much negative consequences are coming out of that war that it's almost unbearable. We are losing our status as the world currency. We are bleeding. We are giving Ukraine so much money that we don't have, which is further damaging us and nobody seems to care. We're supplying them with all kinds of military equipment that we should not be giving away to other countries. It is unfortunate what is happening to that country, but it is their country. They have to defend themselves. We gave them initial support and beyond the initial support, which I think anybody with uh, in politics, you say, okay, well, we're going to give you X amount and then beyond that, that's as much as we could do. You can either hang on to your country or you cannot. Russia has the ability financially to continue to go at this war. Obviously, Ukraine does not because we are the ones that are continually funding this operation. So at what point do we stop? At what point do we pull out and say enough's enough? We got to take care of here first. But if that's not your plan, if your plan is, well, we're not in a forever war, but maybe we could put them in a forever war and money's being sent all over the place. Nobody truly knows what the money's being spent on. Yeah, they can tell you. They could put it on a piece of paper. You don't know where the hell that money's going. We're sending billions upon billions of dollars over there. We're sending high-end weaponry. We're sending technology that's going to fall into the hands of one of our biggest enemies. You know, you think that if Russia doesn't take some of the stuff that they're getting from us, you don't think it's going to get analyzed by China, just like what happened with Afghanistan? You don't think China went in there and took a look at all of our technology to see where they can enhance it and improve it and make it better, or they were lacking somewhere, and now they have acquired that technology to make their military uh, weaponry better? This is a disaster. I mean, it's a disaster. Instead of focusing 
on stupid things like what's going to go in the archive of a Trump presidency, which they hate anyways. They hate Trump, so what do they care what's in there? Instead of focusing on raiding his house in Mar-a-Lago when he's not there, cracking into a safe that actually had nothing in it, and taking a bunch of paperwork to hopefully find something to stop this guy from running, why aren't we spending our time trying to protect the United States? I mean, it's a simple answer, obviously. The people that are running the country hate this country. I mean, they show it every day in their actions. So they'd rather take care of a nation that is going to fall at some point than to take care of us you know, in worst inflation in our lifetime, gas prices through the roof. You know, and I know, yeah, this is definitely off topic here, but I know that gas prices are going down and everybody's like, oh, gas prices are going down. And Joe Biden says, yeah, the gas prices are falling the fastest they've fallen in, in decades. And it all sounds well and good, but here's the thing. Gas usually does go down during a recession because there's less demand. People can't afford to buy it, so everybody's being much more cautious with their money. So naturally, the cost of everything begins to come down because now you have a surplus of items that you need to get rid of, so you drop the price to make it more affordable for people who are being impacted by this recession that we are in. So it naturally comes down right now. Oil barrel prices are what? 88 bucks a barrel. So chances are it's probably going to go down over the next couple of weeks. Maybe another 30 cents. We'll probably get somewhere around the 350, 345 mark and it'll end up balancing itself out. And we're going to sit there for a while. Is that better than $5 a gallon? Sure it is. But what was the cost we paid to get the lesser? <laughs> the cost is we are in a recession where where inflation is the worst it's been again in 41 years. So yeah, gas prices may go down, may stay down, but the cost is is that on average it's costing us each American family an additional $6,000 a year and I know you haven't gotten a raise to make up that money. So we're falling further and further behind because of the recession we're in. So again, it's all smoke and mirrors. They're going to tell you like they're doing something so great. We're depleting our strategic oil reserve. We're in a recession. We're buying more oil from other nations. So yes, it appears that, oh, maybe they're doing something to help out. But actually, the, the fact of the matter is when you're in a recession, this is what naturally happens. I know I got a little off topic there with the oil, but we should be taking care of us first. You know, we should be focused in on what will truly drive down inflation. What will truly help fix this country? Are we going to have some growing pains in between now and then? Sure we are. But we should be really working hard to get us back on track. That's difficult to do when you have leaders that are in place that are trying to transition your country to benefit themselves. I know I jumped around a little bit there, but let me summarize up. It's absolutely 100% wrong what they are doing to Donald Trump as a citizen. The constant harassment of this man must stop. Number two, China is a big, big concern. And everybody should be paying a lot of attention to China, especially when the devils are all playing together. Okay, we, You need to pay attention to that. It's very concerning for us here in the United States. We do not want to go into a war, and we certainly don't need a communist nation being the world's superpower. That is about as bad as it's going to get. I mean, it'd probably get worse, but you get the point here. All right, 
And to end it on something happy, you know, let's talk about something that's positive. Growing up, you know, one store that I always love going to, and I think it's every kid's dream to go to there, because you'd go in there and it's literally your store. There's nothing but toys. When I grew up, there wasn't even a section where there was clothes. It was all toys, toys that you've never even seen before. It was amazing was Toys R Us. And I got to tell you, there was a part of me that was really upset because a couple of my kids had the pleasure of visiting Toys R Us while it was still around and a couple didn't. And I felt bad that they won't get that experience of going in there. And that's just like, Candyland, you know it's it's amazing the kids are they're just in their heaven because there's toys everywhere there's toys they can mess with and play with right off the rip there's everything you could think of there's bicycles it was great uh so it was it was a part of me that was sad when they shut down because i'm like oh you know it sucks they're not going to get to experience what i experienced growing up i understand why they shut down toys r us you could go down the street to walmart get the exact same toy for probably 40 percent less sometimes even more than toys r us i always knew that this is going to come to an end at some point because their prices are just too high they got to take these prices way down and be competitive with walmart and these other places that get them real cheap otherwise they're not going to survive well they didn't and it looked like they were pretty much done well Here's your positive news. Toys R Us is back. It's already in nine states, and it looks like by October, it should be back in even more. Now, it's not going to be back to its former glory where they're in standalone stores, but they have a contract, and they have uh, merged with Macy's. So Macy's will now be contributing an entire section of the store, which will be the Toys R Us section, and it'll be all about toys for the kids. So at least if they couldn't experience the big store, they should be able to have an area where we can now take the kids, all moms and dads, where they can go into and be in their little wonderland. Uh, and, you know, the enjoyment for us is to watch them go berserk. And we laugh about it because they're so happy. The enjoyment for them is going berserk because, oh, my God, it's toys, toys, toys. Oh, my God. So <laughs> that on some positive news to end the day, I thought was good. Um, you can look up the article. Where did I see it at? Trying to think where I saw. I mean, if you look it up, Toys R Us is back. I'm sure you'll find it. Just just uh, search it on the internet, and you'll see that it's already in nine different locations. And then they were listing the other ones that it will be in by October. So they plan to have these in place before the holiday season. So definitely check that out. Like I said, I wanted to end it on a positive note because. God, man, the United States is getting scary with what they did to Trump and then watching what's happening on going on around the world. You know, it's everything's very concerning. So. All right. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. It's always a great help. If you'd like to follow me, I am at True Social at the Real Little Joe. If you want to watch, check, check out or watch any videos that I do, you can go to YouTube at Little Joe CC or Rumble Little Joe's Conservative Corner. And if you feel the need to actually send me a message, good or bad, you can go to LittleJoeCC.com. Go to the contact section, leave me a message. Uh, I would like to give you a disclaimer that. If it is a negative message, no, you will not hear back from me because I choose not to argue with foolish people. Uh, if it is a positive message or a question, I will be more than happy to respond to you. Let's put it that way because uh, one person reached out to me and it was a negative comment in the first round. And then the next one was, well, I thought you said you always answer your emails. Well, well, for you, whoever the hell you are, just know that, no, I'm not going to respond to stupid people. So, there it is. <laughs> we'll do it again tomorrow. Oh, 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 oh,